visiting with us this morning. I just want to take a minute and explain to you that this, like Craig said, they've been coming here for five years. This is the seventh year for the restoration. Um, the restoration was just an event that was kind of birthed in my, my heart and my wife's heart um, around the fall of 2005 and kind of came to fruition in May of 2008. We just had been to so many conferences and we thought, you know, why can't we do something like this in Zanesville? Why can't we um, start to gather the area young people and um, get some people to support this and back this? There's a lot of people that know that there's an issue with young people. They, they know that there's an issue in this generation. They know that there's a problem. They will agree that there is a problem facing this generation of, uh, of an unprecedented magnitude. Um, you know, these are issues that our kids are dealing with today that... Um, that really and frankly, and we didn't deal with when we were younger. I'm only 35. I, I, I didn't even deal with the stuff that they're dealing with, the way that they're dealing with it, and the depth of what they're dealing with it. Um, even five years ago was so different than it is today. So you know that it's getting worse and worse and worse, and sin is getting more and more blatant and in your face and becoming normal, and we can't hardly even distinguish or discern anymore um, with what is good, what is bad, what is right, what is wrong. We just have anything goes, tolerance, inclusion, whatever. So we're trying to actually stand up against that and say that the word of God is truth and the principles in the word of God are still for today. It's not some ancient book that we can pull and some people agree that they're fables. These are words of truth that we can cling to, that we can hope to, that we can put our, uh, our faith in and our trust in, that we can cling to the promises of God and know that he is faithful. And we're trying to raise a generation to kind of start to reverse some of the trends that we have seen that are unspeakable almost. To do something, even though this generation is like 3 or 4% Christian barely now in the United States. So just to be able to do something and not just sit idly by and just kind of watch the, the denigration and the destruction and the desensitization of all of what's going on. So... I hope that maybe this morning you can get from this morning that, uh, that you can do something, that you can be a part of it, and that you can help um, maybe provide something that would lead another person to the path of personal restoration and reconciliation back to God, what is already rightfully his, and that he already paid for. We're just trying to get people to see that God loves them so much. In the opening video, I do want to thank, um, we have a phenomenal a team that in a matter's time and moments can put together amazing videos like that. And obviously you notice most of you, Jason Williamson, and um, as the prodigal son, we talked a little bit about this weekend about the word prodigal actually meaning generous and lavish in one of its definitions. So it's really the story of a prodigal father who is lavishly and generously loving us and pursuing us and chasing us. Um, thank you, Justin and Chad and Dustin and, any, and Mike who are doing all this stuff with technology and videos. And if you noticed at the very end of the video, it should have looked like the flyer. Did you see that? Um, so it's about coming home. It's about coming back. And it's about making a decision and standing up. We have a few T-shirts that Dustin designed that Tom and Debbie printed. And we have, um, they were all meaningful. And you didn't get the, quite the meaning of the red T-shirt. 
until Saturday night session. But this had to do with the gray one and the blue one kind of had to do with Friday night session, which was in uh, Luke 15, 20, where it says, so he got up. And we put a picture of America on here in hopes and in and prayerfully hoping that America will maybe start to get up and start to come back to God because it is a decision that we have to make, but we have to also realize that God is pursuing us, that, you know, when we live in sin and we know that we're living in sin and we know that the backslider is seven times worse, we know all these various things, but when there is a heart that is open and broken and honest and frail and truthful, God is so willing and happy to come to you and to move and to accept you and to run to you because the story of the prodigal son, you can only imagine if you have all this guilt and shame and things that you've built up inside of you coming down the road like you saw the video depict, depicting and portraying is I see my father off in the distance and he notices me way before I notice him because he's looking for you. He's waiting for you. And he's watching out the window every day. He didn't kick you out of the house. You chose to leave. And he's waiting for your return. And you're probably seeing this figure of this older man with feeble legs running towards you with all of his might and as fast as his little legs will carry him. And you maybe think, well, what's he doing? Is he going to pound me? Is he going to say I had my chance? Is he going to condemn me? Is he going to bring all this guilt and shame in my past and failures up? But no, as he gets closer, you can see his face. And it's a face of joy and tears of happiness. He's running towards you and you're confused because you're trying to come up with a story that will cause him to think you're trying to earn his love back. Or has nothing to do with that. And you see his face coming at you, and you're like, what is happening? What is going on? And he almost trips over himself, getting to you, falling on you and kissing you, and putting the ring, the inheritance, back on your finger, because we think if we go back to the Father, we have to accept a lower position. And we're not worthy to be used because we have ran for so long. And that's not how God works. He restores. In fact, restoration takes you back to the original state But God takes you back even better than what you were. God has things for you. And we were telling the kids that it's kind of a cliche to say, come to Jesus. He has a a wonderful plan for you. And then when things don't go right, you're like, where's this wonderful plan? And Saturday night session that was called Even If. Who has that shirt on this morning? A few of you. This red shirt, this Even If shirt was Daniel 3.18. Because we have this unrivaled love that the Father has for us, and we can't even start to love him back the way that he loves us. It's outside of our ability. But why not try? Why not try to say, I owe you my life, Lord. I'm going to try to live for you as hard as I can, even if things don't go my way. Now, Daniel 3.18 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were... They were going to be thrown into the fiery furnace, and we had these pictures from the History Channel of the Bible. They were standing in the midst of a crowd. And they said, we know that you will, and we know that you can, and you have the will to, you have the power to deliver us. But even if you don't, now some people, most people would say, that's doubt right there. It is not, it's one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful faith I've heard of. Because even if you don't, God, I'm still yours. 
and I'm still going to follow you, and I'm still going to trust you, even if I don't get the promotion, even if my family member dies, even if I can never have children, even if they get stricken with cancer, even if, even if, even if, I'm yours. I'm professing and declaring this to you, God. That's my faith. And we talked about Horatio Spafford as he goes in the middle of the ocean, Jim and Audrey, and he looks down, and the captain says, this is where your four daughters and your wife went down to their death. And your, da- your wife miraculously floated to the top on a piece of debris and floated to England. This is after the great Chicago fire, after this man lost everything he had. He lost a son at one year old. He's lost everything. And he looks down in the ocean, and on the boat right there, his heart cries, and he wrote the lyrics to It Is Well With My Soul. Even if, when peace like a river attendeth my way, that's great. But what about when sorrows like sea billows roll? Even if, whatever my lot, even if, that's some serious resolve. We give up really easily. Some people may not have shown up to church today because they had a bad hair day or they were too tired to get up, honestly. What kind of commitment, what kind of dedication and devotion do we have to our Lord who is so devoted to us to the extent of giving everything? Man, we serve a good God. So the kids this weekend, we were trying to lay out for them, this, even this banner reflects this. Everything was about, it's not a, it's not a sad weekend, it's not a you sinner, it's, it's about God loves you so much. He's, design, he's chasing you, he's pursuing you. And the last session was about resolve. It was about, okay, everyone who came here, we need to do something. We got to get it in our hearts this weekend that no matter what happens, we're going to continue to fight through this thing. We're going to continue to serve God and fear him and trust him and serve him no matter what, even if, even if. Amen? He's a good God even if nothing's going your way right now. Nothing. It takes nothing away from his character and who he is. Nothing. He is still good, and he desires the best for you, and he knows what that is. We talked about, um, as Paul said, I I look in a mirror. I see these things. I see my reflection. I I see what's going on now. The only thing I know is what I know and what I see. But there is so much more going on behind the scenes that we don't know. And he said, but one day, paraphrase, when my faith is made sight, I'm going to know everything that you knew when I didn't know it. And then I may understand, but for right now, I don't need to understand. If Jesus stood before you right now and he said, as in front of a crowd, as he was going back and forth from the the different bodies of water, hillside to hillside, healing people, feeding people, doing miracles, and the crowds are following him. And then he sits you down and he says, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part of me. What would you do? Because most of them in that situation got up and left. And he gave an altar call for people to leave, basically. He said, anybody else? It's in the Bible. It's right there in the Word, in the Gospels. Anybody else want to leave? And his disciples said, no. No, where else are we going to go? You give the words of life. But most people who didn't understand that and thought he was talking about cannibalism, they left. Because they didn't get it. So when you don't get something, you're going to quit? You done? You throw in a towel? So we were encouraging our kids to fight 
to fight because this generation, once they get a taste of something that is different, something that is real, look out. Because they put about every ounce of their energy into those things that they invest themselves in. So when they start to get this and God starts to reveal himself to their hearts, now when it matters, after the event, because we've always understood that the event is just a springboard. That's all it is. It's when the community can come together. It's when every superintendent in our county can say, here's a few dollars. We support you. County commissioners, state representatives, a lot of local businesses, a lot of businesses in this church say, here you go. We support this. We, we support kids coming together and doing something together at a local neutral venue and transforming this city venue into the house of God. That weekend, man, we prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for this weekend. And I believe that we were under attack more in the preparation for this event than any other year combined. But God is faithful. He is an amazing, alive, empathetic, sympathetic, but sometimes quit your crying and get up. Seriously. So God can be just about anything you need. You might not know you need it, but you do. So just to, to kind of recap the event, it was good. <laughs> it was good. It was just a good event. The worship was phenomenal. We had other band members that came in. Pastor might tell you a little bit more about this. A band member from Nine Lashes led a girl to the Lord and was like following up with this girl almost for a couple hours making sure she was plugged into a youth ministry what what awesome people who are there to minister and not just to rock it out when some of you guys have earplugs in or leave the venue entirely because of the music and we know what that's about we we know that afternoon is so the kids can have fun and let loose that's all right so this morning i just want to thank a few people, thank you for your prayers, thank you for giving, thank you for inviting, thank you for bringing, thank you for praying, thank you for doing all these things because in one way or another I know that New Hope Church and the people of it had something to do with this event. So thank you from the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of my wife's heart, and everybody else who was involved. Um, I just want to thank very quickly, uh, what, did, what happened? That's not me. Um, <laughs> well, that's weird. No, that's good. Is that, uh, enjoy the photos. Um, so uh, thank you, Chad and Justin, for those and rushing those together. There are some people that probably didn't sleep at all last night. Please sleep today. Yeah, and add 30% to what we paid you. <laughs> oh, hallelujah for volunteerism. <laughs> I'll give myself 90% bonus. Okay. Um, so I, I just want to thank the sponsors. Please, 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 please. Um, please uh, thank you to Secrest Auditorium, obviously the city of Zanesville. Concessions, um, Debbie Shirley and Crinos and even Healthy Shakes that came in and, um, and served the kids. And uh, DJ P-Dog, what <laughs> a weird name. I... <laughs> That guy was cool, and the guy that he brought with him was really cool, too. He did a couple of slam poetry, spoken word stuff. He gave me a, a CD, and he, that guy is just a humble, humble, humble guy. 
Um, we, we, we just get blessed most, most of the time, if not the majority, which means the same thing, but almost all of the time um, with just great bands and speakers that just love God, and they're not just there to push their stuff. They love God, and they want to minister to kids. So especially with Hearts of Saints, we've had them back five times. We've had Phil Joel. Um, what, a, what an amazing guy. What an amazing uh, word and testimony and story that he has um, he's actually at Cornerstone Church this morning speaking to them, so it's awesome that Hearts of Saints was able to come here for a meal afterwards. You guys kidding me? Thank you. <laughs> Hearts of Saints. Philemon 3-7? Philemon something. So you can read that. Read Philemon. You'll find Hearts of Saints in there. Um, and then um, Phil Joel just went to Cornerstone for a love offering. That's it. Like, they're, they're just, it's good. These guys are awesome. Um, so thank you to, to Phil and the hearts of saints and obviously to the bands, nine lashes and ashes remain. Um, and, uh, which all have meanings to those band names, (laughs) like nine lashes. I don't need, I don't know how you feel about that, but if you, if you read your Bible, you would know what nine lashes means. So, um, uh, concessions again, everybody that was involved in merch workers, people who sold them, made them Tom and Debbie for, uh, ordering shirts and printing and Dustin for designing those things and Chad and their ideas and um, print and design crew, sound and lights. Again, Ron Williams and, and his organization and even May- Maysville High School, a public high school, sends in their, their production crew to this event. And we pay them a few dollars to do it because it's the right thing to do. Um, but that, how phenomenal is that? Um, for Maysville to do that um, in, in schools that, you know, seven years ago wouldn't, would be like, heck no. I received these answers from many schools to now where every superintendent <laughs> has given money. All of them. It, I don't know if you understand the transformation there. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Um, to them saying absolutely not to writing a check. It's unreal. It's unreal. Uh, food workers downstairs, the basement, any crew member, unbelievable. You guys are phenomenal. It keeps everybody that has been to the restoration coming back. Um, your hospitality is unmatched. It really is. Unrivaled hospitality. Um, ushers, thank you. Uh, the offering was organized this year. <laughs> it went well. Um, and for seating people and for making sure that everybody was safe and the security team and the greeters to kind of give that first impression of welcoming our, our community and um, just thank you all the photographers that took pictures and videographers and computer and screen operators. Um, Chase, thank you for emceeing and uh, all the youth pastors, all the leaders, all the Bible club advisors from the various schools that showed up and were represented on stage at, um, in the afternoon session. Obviously, Pastor Joe and Ruth, uh, there's really no words. Thank you for your support. A lot of youth leaders don't get the support of their senior pastor, and they can't do a whole lot because of that. So um, everything has to be passed and go through this and checked and motioned and two-thirds and this and that. And He just says, we need Jesus. Go do it. It's, it's unbelievable. So thank you for that. Um, our, all of our, our leaders that have worked so hard in the Remedy Youth Ministry, the Remedy Youth Ministry, and my wife for allowing me to weep and pray in your lap so many nights and praying with me. And you are, you are amazing. You are amazing. Um, 
so please, if you have anything left over, like uh, things to post, videos, pictures to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, please do that. Uh, tag people. I, th I believe probably there will even be more pictures, but Chad and Justin will upload these to the Restoration Facebook page so you can uh, see them and tag yourself and just kind of get a view of this year's event. Um, I think there's maybe about 140 kind of looping through this morning. You can check those out while a few people share. Um, I'm going to call a few people up to share about this weekend. Um, and uh, we actually kind of pre-picked a few people and just to kind of make sure that uh, you know, we're not here till 2 o'clock. I know you can say, well, the Holy Spirit, I, I understand that. But um, we'll see what happens. But I just want to call um, a few people up. So uh, someone just be bold first and step up. Um, you're just going to, there's certain people that are going to share a couple of stories with you. There's perspective, what it was like to serve this weekend. So if the first person, whoever you are, thank you for leading. Um, so whoever, just get on up, please. I just want to say thank you again, reiterate our thanks to everybody, and say how fun it is to serve, to jump in there and be a part of the body of Christ and to see everybody with their different talents and skills. I was telling the food people when I was eating lunch that, wow, if this was me down here having to make the lunch and serve the lunch, it'd be a disaster. It'd be ugly. First of all, we'd have no presentation, and we'd probably eat pizza. It'd just be a disaster, and I know some are shaking their heads in agreement because, yes, it would be, um, but, it, but it is really amazing, you know, to sit back at the event and watch everybody in their element and, and work hard. You know, the, uh, you sit there, and it just works. Everybody's on top of their game. Everybody's in their areas, and the team leaders did a great job. They are, I know they're exhausted, but um, all of our team that works with us, I thank all of you so much for all of the months of preparation. And um, those of you who even at the last minute stepped up and said, I can help, I can, people called off work to come and be there and help us out. So thank you so much. <laughs> what? No one is paying attention to any speech. It's true. Whose idea was to run these while we're, we're trying to be serious? <laughs> I wondered why you were laughing that people took off work to help us. How rude. Goodness. Okay. So I, I think I'll stop now, but... Oh, and I just wanted to say, even, you know, even Jenny, she's our, she's the new licensed massotherapist, and she gave up her service, and she was um, helping those who are stressed out, and probably the line could have been way longer for her, but um, using, you know, that's just another example of the different talents and skills that God gives, and um, saying, here's what I can do, let me help out in any way I can. So I, I just want to give a big thanks to all of you, and also that we would carry this on through the rest of the year in our lives, that it's not just a restoration weekend where we get involved and help, but there are many opportunities here in the, in the body of Christ here in our church. So please don't sit back and just wait. Come and say, here's what I can do. Where can I get plugged in? Because it is awesome. We are all exhausted, but it's a good exhausted because we, we got in there and we, we got our hands dirty and we fought. We were on the front lines for the Lord, and it's an awesome feeling. So do that the rest of the year, too. Thank you. How many of you were there when I interviewed my wife on stage? How awesome was she? Awesome. Um, okay, come on up. No particular order. We just need you. Jada, thank you. Somebody getting your head to be after him right immediately, please. Cassie's on her way up. J-Dub, then Cassie. You can stand in a line. That's fine. Come on up. 
so I got a, just a couple of things to say. Um, I'm on the youth leadership team, so we do a lot of a lot of stuff leading up to this weekend. As far as you know, we went door to door handing out flyers. We went to the mall a couple of times, and leading up into this weekend, you always feel like just distress. You know, feel like anxiety, and nothing in comparison to what this guy feels. I know that. And I know he does so much. But yet we still feel that. You know, we, we all take times away, time away from our families to help and volunteer. And as I was driving home last night, because I did the stage crew and I was a stage manager back there with lots of help, um, as I was leaving, you know, I think it was like 11.45, I, I just couldn't help to think about how physically tired I was, but how spiritually refreshed I was. You know, when you spend an entire weekend with people who love Christ, who are serving it's just an awesome feeling, and, and that's what it felt like when I was driving home and when I got up this morning and I came and I knew what this Sunday morning was going to be like because it's like this every single year. You know, we, you come in here, and there's probably, I don't know how many, over 100 people from this church who's in different areas helping out and serving. And you can just feel that spirit when you walk in here throughout the service, throughout worship, when Adam's speaking, and it's, it's just an awesome feeling, and it's something like Jen just said a few seconds ago. We need to be able to take this with us wherever we go throughout the entire year. I mean, this is how we should be all the time. Um, so that, that's one thing that I want to say. And the second thing I just want to say was thank you to everybody help with the stage crew. You know, I think years past we've had a difficult time getting people to stick around because it's very uh, laboring um, to get everything torn down for the sound, audio, and the video production team and to get them on their way. But this year we had 12 to 15 guys who stuck around and made it super, super easy. So I just want to say thank you to those guys, and, and that was a blessing. And I guess one more thing. Well, you know, working back you know, on the stage, we, we don't get a whole lot of interaction with the kids. You know, so we see you know, the bands who come off the stage, you know, when they're not in front of all the kids, when they're not behind a mic. We see how they act. We see how they talk to each other, how they talk to us. And these guys, man, they're awesome. They are what you see. You know, what Hearts of Saints is up here, that's what they are like in their lives, you know, and, and they treat us that way. They're very loving people. Um, the bands were like that. The DJ was like that. I felt like everybody this year, a part of the restoration was like that. And that is just, it's an awesome feeling, man, because, you know, sometimes I think we put too much faith into people and we get let down maybe when someone doesn't, isn't who we think they are. Uh, but these guys, they're just awesome. And it was a blessing to be around them. So thank you. Okay, first I want to say thank you to Jen and Adam. This weekend was really amazing, thanks to you guys. Um, this weekend mean a lot, like it meant a lot to me because the even if session showed me that even if God doesn't answer my prayers now, he has a plan and it's not that he's ignoring me, that he really does care. And um, the other session where it talked about like standing up for God, like out of everybody, it's a struggle for me because I'm not really, like, out there, and it's a struggle, but it showed me that I can do it, and even if I, like, all my past and everything, I can still go to God, and he'll still be there for me. Um, thank you guys again. <clears throat> what a weekend. Now, I'm a little tired, so I'm kind of shaky, so just bear with me. Um, 
Session three, the last one, even if, is where it got really just real for everybody. Now, the whole weekend was powerful. I like Phil Joel and all the speakers and Hearts of Saints. Is Hearts of Saints in here? Are they not in here? You guys know how to start a party, I'll tell you that. Okay. Um, now, the foundation, like he said, was on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and how they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't, they refused to bow to Nebuchadnezzar's idol. And uh, that's how we need to be. That's like the church overall. Um, we just need to defend ourselves spiritually. And I think, um, you know, when they got thrown in the, they got thrown in the fire and um, they didn't, you know, they didn't get burned at all. And they looked in and they said, did we throw three guys in there? And they're like, yeah. It's like, why are there four? When Adam said that, I was like, oh, he got so excited. I was like, oh, I love it when people get excited. Okay. Um, and he said, um, they, came, <laughs> they came out and they said, um, oh, I love this part. Um, it's my favorite. When they said, uh, you know, our God is strong. He can deliver us. He can keep us safe from the flame. And then even if, even if they didn't, we refuse to bow to you, and we will still serve our God. And that's the kind of faith I want to strive towards. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I'm, I get to be with the kids, and I'm, you know, with the banner and, and the lobby, uh, making sure that everything's okay in the lobby. Um, and so Sarah and I do that together. Um, we do that with each other, and we make sure that everything is set for the lobby. And this year, there seemed to be, I mean, I guess we talked about it, you know, the urgency is so much more now, and we, we noticed it this year with these kids, and there were so many new things new troubles they had and new issues that they were going through. And um, we just kept saying, you know, the urgency, it's so much greater. Every year it seems like that, you know, just dealing with them. I, I mean, the, we had a big area for them to eat this year, and there seemed to be, you know, little pods of kids getting into trouble. And so um, just for one little example, this banner reminds me because there was a boy down there, and he said, he was, he was using the markers for things he shouldn't have been using the markers for. So um, I kindly walk over and I say, seriously, dude, that is not what the markers are for. You need to read what the banner's for. And then he put the lid on and he threw it. And I just looked at him and I said, that was a very unkind. This is the teacher coming out of me. That was a very unkind thing for you to do. And so he walks over and he picks it up and he hands it to me. And I said, thank you for doing that. And then he had his whole group with him. And then he kind of walked away, and he came back, and he said, I'm sorry I did that. And, and I just looked at him, and I said, I forgive you. And then, and then we just started talking. And he said, you know, I go to Zanesville, and I'm a freshman. And so we got to know each other. And then the rest of the event, you know, we would like, I, I'd catch him, oh, and I'd be like, and he'd wave back at me. So just to give you that example, because we make relationships with these kids. And just the small little correction, you know, created a bond between us, and then he, you know, he wanted to see me every now and then, and just like, you know, we're still good, right? (laughs) Um, So, and then, you know, every year, because we are always in the lobby, and we see all the kids, and just to see all the workers being kind and friendly, because we go to these events all the time, different events, and, and I feel like our event, everybody is just so sweet to the kids, and make connections with them, and 
we see them like, oh, yeah, he came last year. And, you know, so they, it's almost like a little reunion for them, too, because they come back and they see all the same faces there, all the same greeters. And so it's, if only we could have a week with them. Like, we could do so much. Like, VBS, we need a whole week. Just, uh, but I'm just kidding. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> so, I mean, it was just, it's just so neat to make connections with the kids and, you know, all of us do it. And, I mean, that was just one tiny little story. And if we, think, if we all had time to tell our tiny little story, there would be so many stories to tell, um, even with altar calls. And that's my favorite time to just get down and pour love into them at the altar. Um, so um, I just love that. I love the building the connections with the kids, and that's what we get to do. You know, we have two days to do it. So it's awesome. Thank you. Um, I, when Adam and Jen asked for me to say something, I knew exactly what I wanted to say, but standing in that line right there, I was looking at somebody, um, whoever was speaking, I think it was David, and as I was looking at David, I was looking up at a picture, and um, this, I guess, is just personal to me. Um, I've been at this church since I was eight, and since I was eight, I came with my mom, and my brother, and I looked up and I saw a picture of my dad up there who is not saved and he doesn't know the Lord, um, but he's going to. And, and uh, these, these events are for kids, but what we don't understand is there's so much other fellowship going on. My dad last year was so bummed that he was like, what? Why, didn't Phil, why didn't Phil and Beth ask me? I mean, he wants to be around these people. He's so in love with the people, and fellowship is so important. And that's the very thing that's going to get my dad saved, and that's the very thing that's going to get a lot of these kids. It's the fellowship, and it's so important. Um, But that's kind of a sidetrack story. Um, But that was awesome to see. Um, I guess my kind of favorite thing this weekend, I'm a seventh-grade teacher, And being in the schools, I just see the hurt all the time, even in my middle schoolers. Um, And I have a few that are in here today, which I'm really excited to see, and some former students. And it's it's awesome because they can come up to me and I hear their stories, and it makes me break like break inside to know what they go through. And I was not a seventh grader too long ago, and I'm like, what? How? How do these kids make it through without God? I don't know, but I know that God has placed me in that school, and I know, and there's proof because I saw my little seventh graders, and when they came in on Friday night, they were goofing around and being what I call squirrely, squirrely seventh graders. But Saturday, they were just praising God so hard, and I cannot wait to go back to school on Monday, and I cannot wait to kind of take that fire and spread it even more so. That would be my takeaway. So. Good morning. So I, uh, I go to, I'm in the Pathways Engineering Program. So, like, I'm not at high school. I go to school with, like, kids from high schools all over, like, Muskingum County, Noble, Guernsey. So when, we started, when I started, you know, trying to get people to come to this, it was kind of like, what is this? You know, we've never heard of it. You know, we're from the back roads of Guernsey County. So I got some of my friends to come from Quaker City and, like, old Washington and stuff. And this good friend of mine, he is going through something, some relationship trouble and stuff. And 
he, he came with me this weekend, and just everything Adam said just moved him. And he's coming back next year, and he's bringing, like, this big youth group that he has and stuff that's from, like, Guernsey County and stuff coming to the restoration next year. So we're expanding not just from Muskingum County, but now to Guernsey County, too, with the restoration. So more people are coming now. That's kind of just like what I wanted to share. Um, my husband and I were greeters, and then if um, the children, youth that went into the ILA, we were to check with them and pray with them. And I don't have any really neat stories there because most of the kids that we talked with said they were already believers. They just needed um, strength to live for Christ as he died for them. So we prayed for that. But the one really neat story, and I saw his picture up there. I was going, oh, there it is. Um, Adam already said something about... Um, nine lashes and how they led a girl to Christ. Well, my husband and I, when all the other people our age are running the other way, we run inside when the bands come because we still love them. But in between, when nine lashes was done, our ears and, and legs needed a little stretching, so we went outside. And nine lashes were there at their table. And before all the we did this, we were told, you know, don't d- judge the kids on the way they look. You know, don't be scared of you know, what they look like, you're going to see all kinds of things, and they still need the Lord, and they're, you know, we still love them, so there was this fellow who, I don't know who saw him, but he had the spiked hair, and the ring in his nose, and these wild pants, and someone from Nine of Nine Lashes was talking fervently with him, and the next thing we know, he's bowing his head praying with him, and I'm like, that is so cool, I'm nudging my husband, look, he's praying with him, well, the next thing, because it was so loud, because Ashes Remain was up there, they were outside, and the picture of them outside was up there. And I think it's so neat that they do live out what they sing, because sometimes you wonder about that. We've always went to a live Christian music festival, and you're like, I wonder, what do they act like after? But at least I know Nine Lashes lives what they sing. I thought that was cool. Hello. Um, I look forward to, we help and stuff, but I look forward to the altar calls. Um, but I can't like, I may maybe think about it too hard because you don't have a lot of time to get a lot of places and pray with a lot of people. And I would rather have a conversation with one than to try and hurry just to see how many people, you know, you can go around and pray for. Well, there was an altar call Friday night and I was sitting there, and two girls came out into the aisle, um, like, right next to me. And I thought, well, I should pray for them. And I waited. (laughs) And then Stacy came and prayed for them. (laughs) I was like, dang it, because I hesitated. But it worked out because I got up. I'm like, okay. I waited too long, but I'm going to get up. And I just started walking forward, and I couldn't tell it from where I was sitting, but there was a girl standing a little closer by herself, and um, I just kind of put my hand on her, and I was like, hey, I'm Sarah. I just want to know if I could pray for you. Is there anything I can talk to you about? And she just started talking like crazy, and it was funny because her story was similar to mine, um, you know, and she grew up in church and stuff like that, and it didn't really feel real to her, and she knew that, you know, because your, your thing was just get up, you know, he got up, and, and she said, I was sitting there, and I thought, I just, 
should I get up? So she just got up, and she was just standing there like that's what she should do and just waiting, I guess. And um, so it was just really neat because I think that she just needed encouraged to press in, and even though you don't feel things because I do that still, you know, that's like an everyday thing. You don't always feel like stuff is going on or or where's God, and you just kind of like the battle's in your head and stuff like that. And she... um, that was really all that it was, and she was talking about how she could even see in the realm of her friends that people were lost, and she was holding on to the truth and not talking about it, and I'm, I'm like, I know how you feel. I did that for a long time, and it was just really neat. It encouraged me at the same time, and I felt like God, you know, blessed my hesitation of Stacy stole the first person I thought to pray with, but it ended up working out because I think I talked to the right person. It was neat and encouraging to me also. So, I'm not. I'm not on the agenda, but I uh, felt like God was speaking to my heart. I was blessed to be able to bring uh, two of my uh, grandchildren and his their little friend. Um, their little friend is home a lot on the weekends. His mom and dad work, and they spend a lot of time at Jennifer's house and in our house, and um, he just is unsupervised, but a very sweet little boy. And I thought it was so awesome Friday night that the teaching was on the prodigal son. And um, all three of these, my two grandsons and this little boy, live in homes that are a bit dysfunctional, where there isn't a mom and dad there with them all the time and so on. But anyway, they're sitting there, and they're not really sure they want to be there. Justin, the little boy that was the friend, he wouldn't take a Bible when we came in. It was offered to him, and he said no. He didn't want it. So we went in and sat down, and they were watching their watches once Adam started to speak because they were thinking, how quick can we get out of here and go play? But they got caught up in the teaching. And at the very end, Adam said, think about this. Put your hands over your face and think about this and here's Justin he just grabbed his little face puts his hands over his face just like Adam said and then Adam said stand up and he popped up and then he said kneel in the aisle and there was Justin kneeling in the aisle along with one of my grandsons And I just don't know where it's going to go from here. One of my grandsons made a commitment, and also Justin. I don't know how they will grow. But I do know that the the seeds were planted, and it was awesome to be a part. And the, um, the teaching on the prodigal son was wonderful. Okay, I do have a couple stories that uh, spent some time with some young people, uh, and they're horror stories. Uh, the video of J-Dub making his way back home, the journey, these children are far from home. They're far. Uh, the one band member, um, Nine Lashes, did come to me, brought me a young girl, a freshman, and was explaining. It was difficult because it's not a good venue to, to speak 
but he's telling about this young girl, and so I'm talking to her and encourage her in the things of God. Just had a empty face, eyes like you could fall in and, and not even hit bottom. Her brother had committed suicide not that many days ago, and she found him. Uh, how old are you when you're a freshman? Fourteen years old. She, she found him. I begged her to come here today. But I don't see her. I just don't. But I did pray for her, brought her to Adam so he could, she could see him and talk to him and, and want to come. Uh, so you got to pray for her, even though she's unnamed. Another young boy, I just saw him kneeling out there all by himself. Fifteen. I did see his picture up on the slide. So I just put my hand on him and knelt beside him and said, and how can I pray for you? He goes, it's not been a good year. Just put his head down. It's not been a good year. I said, oh, man, what's up? He goes, well, I was here last year, but it's not been a good year. And he looked at me and said, I got my girlfriend pregnant. She committed an abortion. She's somewhere right there, right behind me somewhere. And I couldn't find her, but I looked over her, his shoulder, and I saw Kim praying with a girl who was just sobbing and weeping. And they couldn't have been much more than 15, 16, and prayed for him. And where the heaviness comes in for me is, here we are, seven restorations down the road. And Adam and I met this year and said, what are we going to do? How long can we do this? Sadly, how long can we afford it? We do have some outlying help, and, but it's very taxing on the church in this way. It consumes Adam and Jennifer for months, and then it consumes the group that they have them for months. And so it does take from uh, the church. So that's what's heavy on my heart when I see all this and look at it. I thought, man, how can we not? How can we not? But there is a price to pay. There are huge projects the church needs done. Parking lots, one. It's going to be thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And we look at this and we think, how can we push this? So here we got 365 days to be planning and praying. Your new hope. You're the church. Um, is this going to go on? So please consider that as you look at these names and you hear Adam's heart and you see these children that are so far. It's frightening to be there. It's awesome to be there. It's heart sickening to be there. And it's excited to be there. It's the most emotions that I go through. And I just walk around and try to pat people and talk to them and whatever. But I don't know, Adam. We've got a lot of praying to do. So as you look at these things and you hear all these, and all that you're involved in, all that you're exhausted, please, we've got to be praying get the mind of God. Just don't want to do it to do it. We want to do it if God wants us to do it and behind it. To my knowledge, this is probably one of the only things that really goes on at Seacrest for God. Okay, well, this morning, um, if you could go ahead and take the, the house lights all the way down, and 
Um, I want to encourage you. Go ahead and stand to your feet this morning. Um, if you're visiting with us for the first time, welcome. Um, welcome to you. We're glad that you're here. You can leave that just like it is so we can maybe see the banner. Um, these guys are going to sing Merciful God, which is the video they made in Haiti, and it's just kind of a, 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 just a cry of thanks for God being so merciful. And you can listen to the lyrics, and please feel free. If you're a young person, you are at the restoration, go ahead and make your way down right now. Make your way down. If you attended it, you were in a seat. If you're maybe in, I don't know, we had some kids that were pretty young. Look at this. Pretty young at the restoration all the way up to seniors. Uh, just find a place. You can stand all from in front of the altar all the way across. We're just going to worship God for a few moments, and you can check out some of the stories. And um, You know, this was the very first year that I had no clue what tickets were. I was asked probably a couple hundred times, where are we with tickets? And um, I had no clue the entire time. And that's kind of one of the things that gives me some, a little bit of, of stress. And I, and I just would say it's best that I don't even know. I, I had, I know this is kind of funny to say, but I had zero expectation this year. <laughs> of, uh, I, I had no expectation. I didn't know if it was going to be 300, 500, 800, 1,000, 1,200. I had no clue. So any crowd, I was like, God, these are, this is the group that you want here this weekend. And these are the messages and the topics and what Jen said. This is what you want them to hear this weekend, and I'm confident in that. And we just did it, and it was good. God did it. God blessed it. God anointed it, and it was a beautiful thing. So as they start to play, please feel free. Come up and pray for this generation. Just appropriately lay a hand on the back of them and just lift up this generation. Come up. You have a son or a daughter. You guys can start whenever you would like to. And let's just pray. Let's worship God together. And at the end, check out the banner. Thank you, John and Jen, for the banners. Every banner in like 24 schools, the sponsor banner that they had. Thank you. But come up and pray for this generation and just join us to worship. We're going to close out uh, with this and maybe one more song. Bless you guys.